while Jumbo Visma's matadors were putting their stocks into each other's backs in a final week of the Vuelta a España, should Jumbo Visma's PR have been falling on theirs? I'm Gary, and this is the final Vuelta a España supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by VivaBello.cc. everybody it's thursday it's uh four days after the end of the 78th vuelta a España. um i have really spent the last we've probably spent the last week haven't we um looking back and thinking what just happened either what just happened on a stage or what just happened in the race generally um Let's, you know, I wouldn't waste your time and let's not talk about the results of every single stage in the last in the second week of the race. Um, but the talking points were all, all about Jumbo Visma, um, which was probably helpful for some other teams. Um, but I'll talk about that um, as we go on today. Um, we witnessed um, something that was totally unprecedented. Um, a Jumbo Visma one two three podium. Um, Sepp Kuss, GC Kuss, um, was made live. Uh, which was great to see. I think a lot of us before the race were maybe thinking, what, what could Sepkus do if he was given a chance? Um, and we didn't really expect it um, at, at the start of the race. And yet the seeds for the, arguably the seeds for the whole intrigue that would dominate the second week, uh, sorry, sorry, the third week um, of the Vuelta were sown um, on stage six. A stage that was won by Sepp Kuss, um on the the road to uh, the uh, the observatory at Havalambre. Um but this was a, a part of the race where a group of forty riders, um, including Kuss, um, supported by basically everybody except Jonas Vingegaard and Primoz Roglic, um, got a gap of I think it was about four or five minutes on a group that contained the other GC guys. Revno Hevnepol, um, Eric Mass, Juan Ayuso, guys that we'd been talking up at the start of the race. Um, it got up the roads um, and it kind of came back um, and you know, the damage was limited. Um, but Evnepol lost the red jersey that he was in at that point. Um, Lenny Martinez of FTJ um, would then go on to wear the red jersey for two, for two days. Um, but I think to some extent... You know, the seeds were shown a lot of damage was done to the GC contenders having to bring back that group. I mean, um, quick step, so quick step had two guys in that break, um, and yet the main team, was driving, Evnipol was driving his team um, to close that gap. And so, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, we can now say, oh, at what cost? Um, so, yeah, we went through, we've spoken about the, the ensuing stages, but we went into. Um, the final week of the race with uh, Jonas Vingegaard, Jonas Vingegaard, Sepp Kuss. Everybody expected Jonas Vingegaard or Primoz Roglic, didn't they? Um, Sepp Kuss in the red jersey, um, and it was all looking like, you know, it was it was coming down to Jumbo um, Visma would g- get behind their man, um, and it didn't quite work out that way, did it? Um, <laughs> After the rest day, um, we had stage 16 from uh, Leoncre Playa to Bejes, um, a stage that was won by Jonas Vingegaard, who put time into um, 
sip because we, we saw him attacking um, and we thought, what are you doing? Um, and he just kept going. Kuss had to go after him um, and reduce the minutes gap to 30 seconds. Um, but that was the the start of the, what the hell's going on here? Um, and he, to be fair to Vingegaard, he dedicated to Nathan van Hoydonk, um, who that morning had been involved in a car crash, which we now know um, was caused by um, a, a, a cardiac um, problem. Um, he lost consciousness, um, crashed the car. Um, fortunately, wasn't hurt, neither was his his pregnant wife um, or anybody else. Um, but it's today, Thursday morning, you know, we, we've learned overnight that, uh, that it's pretty much the condition that uh, Nathan Van Hoydonk has. Um, it's pretty much ended his career, which is is a tragedy at a professional level and at his personal level. Um, but his health, uh, I think, is absolutely everything. Um, and we wish Nathan well. Um, so... Um, his his b- best friend, um, roommate, whatever, um, Jonas Vingegaard, dedicating the stage win uh, to him. Um, stage 17 was the day we'd all been talking about. Was it all going to come down to the Anglerou stage? Um, and it kind of did. It, we had a, a PR disaster um, where we saw both Primus Roglic and Jonas Vingegaard um, gapping uh, the red jersey um, of Sepp Kuss, um back in at that point um, and we were all shaking our heads um, I'm, I'm, I'm still stunned how they, you know, it's, it's a week ago that we watched this um, they put you know 19 seconds on the line um, into Coos um, and we, we had the red jersey sprinting um, for third place um, against Mikael Lander um, who had uh, come out you know, had kind of been dropped but and caught, then caught up with Kuz and was able to intentionally or otherwise pace him back up up the, the, the final parts of the climb. Um, and and Kuz apologised to Landa at the end. I needed the seconds. I needed the seconds because my two teammates had gone away from me. Um, so there was a... You know, social media was just in meltdown from various you know, uh, various angles. You know, those of us, that were, you, know, you just don't do that. You don't attack the red jersey when he's, it's your red jersey to attack. Um, but again, the seeds were shown elsewhere. Was it in stage six? Was it before where you basically got two GC egos? Um, Primoz Roglic is you know, probably feeling his nose is still a little bit out of joint because um, Vingegaard is now the... Uh, the Tour de France um, blue-eyed boy. Um, and Vingegaard saying, well, I'm here to race. Um, was, you know, was that ever going to work? And we've got, suddenly we've got the, the loyal domestique um, in Sepp Kuss, who's at his, you know, his, his fifth grand tour on the bounce uh, from last year's tour onwards. Um, looking good and, and having, you know, serious seconds in GC. Um, so in some respects, you know, told you so. Well, not really. Uh, I think it was an exciting prospect. And if you were, if you're a sponsor, if you're the team manager, and you think a one, two, three would be absolutely brilliant. And particularly, you know, Jumbo. And I've said this before. Jumbo sees sponsorship of all sporting teams at the end of 2024. This is you know, a team that's won everything you can win. What do you do next? Well, you just you take you win everything on the podium. Um, we were. After the Anglerou stage, though, we were still scratching. It was, you know, 
is it was it treachery what was it wasn't even agent treachery over overcoming youth and skill it was youth and treachery um depending on your point of view and both vingigo and roguelish got a real hard time for as you expect on twitter or x um but it was you know J- J- judas vingigo uh was one that cracked me up um but if we're going to consider you know and we we did wonder what was going to happen or on stage 18 we're not out of the mountains um and on the climb to la cruz de linares um and it was a stage <laughs> a stage that thankfully um was won by <laughs> uh, was won by remco evnipol um and yet you know we're thought, what are young buffers we going to do today will you know, will judas vingigold sell out uh, sepkus or will you know to continue the the, the blasphemy or the the uh the uh, the uh, the analogies of um, utter treachery would would the uh, would the team car release Woglic? There are apologies to Monty Python fans there, um, and it thankfully never came to that, and we saw a bit of unity, dare I say, um, you know, grudging or otherwise on the road um, to La Cruz de Linares, um, and Sepku survived uh, in the red jersey, and that was pretty much the point uh, where. Um, the Vuelta a España was one. As I said, you know, it seems to have been just a confluence of unlikely events. Um, and, and again, in the last show, I think it said, you know, we, we have to ask questions about a one, two, three. Um, it, it should be PR glory, uh, and yet we're cycling fans, so it's a bit of a, ooh, that's iffy. And I don't think there is. I mean, to be, <laughs> it's, it's not iffy, but they did say when they were asked about, you know, can we believe in, in, in your performances over the last three weeks? You know, well, we've always behaved professionally. No, 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 you don't say that. Um, and I I know I know what they mean. Um, and But yet, US Postal behaved very professionally. Um, and most, you know, most of the big doping scandals have been incredibly professional, um, unless it, you, you count um, you know, Jiffy Gate um, uh, with, with Team Sky Stroke Ineos, um, which was less than professional. Um, so there, there's a list of how not to do it. Um, I don't believe there's any um, malfeasance at play here. I have no evidence to the contrary. It's as simple as that. Um, and whilst I may have my favourites from a personality um, perspective, and it's Sepkus. Um, and, you know, I've said this before that you know, bike racing, it's, it's a, our, our fandom very much rests on personalities. And um, loads of people, you know, love Remco. Well, we'll talk about Remco. Loads of people love Remco. Loads of people love Primoz Roglic. Um, he's a nice, affable kind of guy. He's paid his dues. He was robbed in stage 2020. I think a lot of people, there are, I think there's a big sympathy vote, uh, almost. I, I don't mean that in a nasty way um, for Primoz Roglic. And the way that he dusted himself down, got back up, um, and has won. Um, well, with the exception of this, well, you know, the Grand Tours that followed 2020 that he, in which he competed, um, except, you know, withdrawing from the, the Tour in 21, didn't he? The memory is going. Um, so, Jumbo Visma just making history um, is kind of where I'm going with this ramble. Um, you know, you might feel that Vingigo was robbed. Do you think that Sepkus was gifted um, the race? Well, I think to some extent he was, but if you play, or if you believe in the the unwritten rules in cycling, then you don't attack your red jersey, you get behind it, um, and you support him on women's cycling, to her, um, you support her um, on, on GC, that's what you do, um, if you're going to defend the jersey. Um, or, 
Jumbo Visma just deliberately rewrite the the unwritten rules? How can you rewrite unwritten rules? Um, did they do that? I don't know. Um, perhaps we'll never know. Um, but yeah, it's a shame we haven't had the, the inside the, the Jumbo Visma bus um, because I think some of those conversations would have been absolutely fascinating. Jumbo Visma 1, 2, 3, um, which they celebrated with fancy, you know, gorgeous jersey. I, I'm not a fan of the Jumbo Visma kit. Uh, I think I've said that before, and that's part of the reason I don't particularly warm to them sometimes. Um, cracking kit on Sunday on the stage to Madrid. Um, absolutely the business, but with the you know, the red, the pink, and the yellow stripes sig- signifying their three Grand Tour wins this season. Um, but I think it kind of took away from the, the, you know, Sepp Cushy's moment in the spotlight and yeah he had a nice red bike and so on and so forth um, but I think at some point there was a lot more being made of the their third Grand Tour of the Year the, the, the Grand Slam uh, if you will um, but uh, you know, I thought yeah, you could have actually put a bit more behind Coos I felt um, let's let's talk about him because we, we spent most of last week not talking about him but talking about who was going to kill his GC Um Normally, we'd say Sepp Kuss is at a good age, uh, or at least in the last five or six years, we would have said 29 is a good age to be winning your first Grand Tour. And, you know, you've got experience and you know wisdom and all that kind of stuff. You know, you've, you've got some of that age and treachery. Um, I think he has age and experience. He seems like such a nice guy that there's not a lot of treachery um, there. And he said himself that he's, you know, he something feels like he's too nice um, to, to win you know, bike races. Um, and yet he was competing in his 12th Grand Tour in six seasons. Um, and if you consider that, Jonas Vingegaard has only competed five Grand Tours, of which he's won two. Um, he's, you know, he got his, Kuss got his third stage win um, of his career. He got two Vuelta stages, uh, first for 2018, I think it was, um, and obviously stage six this year, um, and won a stage at the Tour as well. Um, we kind of think, the first thing that tends to happen is when somebody wins a Grand Tour is, is this a new dynasty? Is everything shifting? Um, is he a contender for multiple stage, uh, sort of multiple Grand Tour victories? Um, I think the answer probably is yes, um, but not necessarily in the dominant kind of form that we would, would expect Vingigo or uh, you know, Primoz Roglic himself um, or Tadej Pogacar, who we've almost forgotten about, shamefully. Um, I think... I think in the, within the Jumbo Visma setup, um, I suspect is going to be limited because the you know, the Roglic and Vingegaard dynamic is going to dominate their their Grand Tours um, at least until, until what twenty twenty five. I think it's when Roglic's contract ends. Um, I think if we saw him moving elsewhere, and I, I tweeted during the last week that you should go to EF Education Easy Post. Um, I think he could be the the missing link um, in their GC aspirations. He's done it now. He's, you know, he's shown what he can do, and he can get people to support him. I think, and an American team, um, you know, all that behind him. I think he could do pretty well there. Um, somebody said to me last week, "What well, the you know, it's the GC retirement home, um, almost, um, which is kind of unfair." But I can also I can see a bit of that. Um, I think the riders there who have promised much potentially on, uh, as GC uh, leaders and winners. Um, and it hasn't quite come to pass. Um, and as much as I love EF and you know the whole Garmin slipstream thing, and I'm, I'm a, a bit of a, 
that said before, a bit of a voters fanboy. Um, I sometimes think there's just that 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 missing piece. Um, you know, Hugh Carthy was arguably the GC or one of the guys uh, at the World End. He said he had a had a, um, a, a fairly anonymous, uh, disappointing by his standards. Uh, well done. I thought I'd said last show that I, thought, I felt he was a little bit anonymous as well. Um, I'd love to see Sepkus go there. Um, but then again, you know, tr- Needle Trekker buying everybody up as well. Um, so why not go there? But I don't think uh, within the Jumbo Visma and whatever they become um, after 2024 um, is necessarily the right dynamic for him. Um, but, you know, it's. It was just a great, a great one, and he's, he's, he's such a popular guy. He's, old, you know, a kind of Bernie Eisel um, for for older listeners, um, getting um, I think just reward for seasons of seasons of service, um, and you know it was due, and I think that's part of it, part of perhaps some of the indifference or the the apathy or cynicism towards perhaps Jonas Vingul, um, is that you know those of us that. Still hang on to the idea that you kind of pay your dues and you work your way up, um, you know, before being you know given team leadership and and so on. Um, that hasn't kind of come with with Jonas, who has just burst onto the scene, um, and you know has has won two tours de France, um, and yet, you know, what, you kind of see what else have you done? Is that not enough? You know, how do I win over cycling fans? Um, give it another three or four years, I think, uh, as we get to know Vingigo a little bit better. Um, and he's still a bit of an enigma. Um, I think voices might be a little more um, sympathetic towards him. And I know Danish cycling love him, and there's huge arguments on, on X um, over the last week, 10 days about him. Um, but, you know, it's it's about personalities, isn't it? So, Sepkus, um not your typical alpha American either. There's apologies, American listeners. He's not your, he's not your Lance Armstrong, um, but he's alpha. But he's, he's a bit more Greg LeMond, doesn't he? Um, and we kind of saw um, a LeMond versus Hino, although there were two Hinos um, over the last uh, couple of weeks at the Vuelta. The intrigue and the the drama caused by <laughs> created by Jumbo Visma, deliberately or otherwise, it kind of overshadowed. Um, loads of other people. Um, some people will have been quite happy with that. I, I'm looking at you, UAE team Emirates. I'm looking at you, movie star. Where were you? Um, Remco Evnipol, who kind of lost out on one bad day, didn't they? Okay, stage six um, lost um, a chunk of time, which he pretty much made up um, over the next, um, you know, a couple of stages and obviously in the time trial as you'd expect and so on. So he was well within touch of GC until stage 13 in the Tourmalee, wasn't he? Um, and lost 27 minutes. Um, but that was really his only bad day. You know, from, from a, a performance perspective, you know, stage six was, I think, a tactical disaster, um, which they kind of made amends off for. Um, stage 13 in the Tourmalee, which we mentioned, um, gone out the back. Um, and yet, you know, was the tw- once it was gone, it was gone. Do you just say, right, I'm not going to pull any of this back and I might as well just sit up um, and get a little bit of freedom for stage wins and the King of the Mountains competition, which was kind of how it worked out for Evnipol. Um, he made time up um, pretty much you know, relatively steadily um, and finished, um, you know, w- within... Um, what was the time gap on GC? Um, I'll come back to you in on that one. Um, but you know, he, he made up um, 
the 27 minutes um, and and more over the the course um, of the remainder of the race. I mean, he took eight minutes back at the day after the Tourmalet stage. Um, he took another two minutes GC on, on stage 15. He then shed 14 minutes on stage um, 16. Um, while Jonas Vingegaard was up the road um, and finished stage, finished the Tourmalet stage um, no less than 37 minutes adrift on GC um, before pulling back another 19 minutes over the stage 1 and stage 18 um, and second to Wout Pools um, on stage 20 um, the Guadarrama stage the, the Liege Baston Liege stage which didn't quite be, you know, turn out as we'd expected it to be with all those punchy climbs. Maybe at the end of the, you know, the towards the end of the third week of the Vuelta, maybe we were never going to see the the action that we'd all hoped for. Um, but you know, it's nice to dream. And yet he pulled back a lot of times, so he's, you know, he's still got a little bit of a, um, a question mark on Grand Tours. He's it's his fourth Grand Tour that he's written. He's won one of them, um, but he's DNF'd in two. He's had, you know, he's pretty much had bad days. Um, in three of the four Grand Tours, he's ridden one way or another. Um, but finishing 12th, 16 minutes adrift, um, you know, again, you, 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 we never know. He was Because he was so far back in GC, he was allowed the space. Yeah, yeah, Remco's up the road. Is he going to make 27 minutes today? Probably not. And that was the way it turned out. Um, other teams at the Vuelta, we, I had been hopeful um, for uh, a week's two and week three Um Kind of UAE resurgence, uh, Juan Ayuso, uh, Mark Soler, Yao Almeida, um, even you know, movie star with Enric Mass, um, Bahrain victorious Landa. Could there be some kind of Spanish alliances? You know, you know that we we've seen historically, um, in older editions of the Vuelta. I'm not talking about just necessarily getting you know level crossings to block the road and things like that. Yeah, don't do that anymore. Um, but they just really had kind of disappointing races after um after us hoping for so much um maybe you know false hope was it always going to be Yumbo Visma um from the get-go possibly um Juan Ayuso was fourth um Mark Soler 14th Yamameda was ninth on GC disappointing for UAE um I felt um other teams worthy of mention I think we 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 got focused on the infighting um, at Jumbo Visma, but uh, over at Bora Hansgrohe, uh, we had super talent Kian Alterbrooks. There we go. I've consulted Sporza, and that is his name, um, despite my tripping over it uh, ridiculously in the last show. Kian Alterbrooks um, and Alexander Vlasov were within um, you know, 30 40 seconds of each other in 7th and 8th place uh, coming into the last weekend. Actually, it was the uh, uh, the Guadarrama stage where um, uh, Vlasov leapfrogged his teammate to move into seventh on GC, um, and that he, there was a bit of a bit of tension that was reported. He said, you know, I don't don't know where I stand. There's, you know, I was hoping for more support from the team, um, but they had two two riders in the top ten in GC, um, and they uh, you know they, they let them duke it out. Um, but you know, for a younger, he's twenty. Um, he only turned twenty this year. Kian Alterbrook. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep saying his name now that I know how to pronounce it properly. Alterbrook, super talent. Um, you know, he won the Tour de Lavenir in 2022. Um, he's he has a super talent. Um, and he had a a, a great uh, a great Vuelta. Um, and you know, I hope that. 
he's a rider that can get to show what he can do in Grand Tour. He's more of a climber clip than a uh, you know, the, the general GC kind of guy. So uh, it, there will be stages that won't suit him. You know, the, the Vuelta is perhaps um, one more suit. I unusually for a Belgian rider, um, get get to the Tour, um, the Vuelta and the kind of the parkour that it has, um, the, and the mental climbs basically might suit him better. Um, but he just he looked great. He was. You know, never looked in trouble, um, even when he was losing time, um, and just was a, a a rider that you think you're definitely going places. Um, what else have we missed? Rem Kvernepol won King of the Mountains competition. Um, the sprint competition went to uh, <laughs> his name's just gone out of my head. Uh Caden Groves, Alperson Dukoinik. Um, he pretty much had that sewn up. Um. You know, in the, in the second week, um, and winning the final stage into Madrid, um, he was uh, involved in a crash in stage nineteen, um, which meant that uh, in the last couple, say one point one, one point two kilometers to go, a crash that took down a chunk of people. Um, Alberto Dainese of DSM uh, won um, that, that stage. A good welter for DSM, um, winning the the, uh, the team time trial as well, um, and having the the red jersey for 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 one day um um other classifications the youth classification was won by one ayuso so it was a complete wipeout for uh uae team emirates but um in, in the days when movie star was we won the team competition um i i think it was probably slim pickings for them um and obviously movie star didn't win the team's competition that was inevitably won by yumbo visma so that is or that was the 78th Vuelta at España. Um, I don't think I've spoken, and not just because I do a podcast, I don't think I've spoken about a Vuelta at España quite so much as I have this one. Um, it's just been... I'm, actually, I've got the, the map and some notes scribbled on, on my, my notice board here, and I'm looking here, 3,153 kilometres ago. Um, and it's, you know, it started in August, which is just a lifetime ago. Um, and once again, as a race comes to an end, I am struck by the passage of time. Um, as I'm sure you are, if you've been listening to for the, listening to me for the last 26 minutes. Um, this has been the Vuelta wrap-up supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by VivLavello.cc. Music this time around, and as in every week, uh, is from Epidemic Sound. Production by me. Um, you can follow me on social media at the Gary Fairley on X, on Threads, on Instagram, um, and anywhere else. Um, you can catch up with the podcast feed at Cycling Legends One. In the meantime, I'll be back at the weekend with the regular Saturday supplement. Um, we'll also be recording this week for the premium feed, uh, feed zone with myself, Dave Stanley, and of course Chris Sidwells. Um, but in the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thanks for your time. Leave us some feedback. Drop me an email, cyclinglegendspodcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, all, all emails will be replied to. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, I look forward to speaking to you again soon on the supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavella.cc. Mm-hmm.